Hi, this is Joe Martin, pastor at First Baptist Church in Toledo. This is a um, one of the cabin talks for the weekend cabin talk. This message will also be preached, probably with some significant variations, on in the three services on Sunday in our at our physical building. I want to talk to you. We're in Luke chapter nine. And remember last week we talked about how Jesus was trying to train his disciples as they're heading toward Jerusalem. He knows he's heading toward the cross. As they're heading toward this this ultimate fulfillment of his ministry, he is um, dealing with his disciples and he is calling them and showing them that that they don't really get the spirit that they're operating under. They're not operating the way he wants. And he calls them to, he looks beyond um, and through labels and resentments. He looks beyond and through the, um, you know, the tendencies that these disciples had um, in themselves. And then this next section is really put there for a very specific purpose. It's to show that Jesus is confronting what real discipleship is about. I want to talk to you about something that's quite common nowadays. Um, And and oftentimes, um, speaking from experience and speaking from my my own failures, that there's often what's called discount discipleship. I had a professor when I was in Bible college, um, Dr. John Mitchell, he used to say, salvation will cost you nothing, but discipleship can cost you everything. You know, uh, we live in a world where business seems to um, occupy our thinking a great deal. Businesses who want to attract new customers or even old customers will offer discounts to get you in the store. You know the situation that some of you couponers, I admire your... I mean, people tell me how they do with coupons, and I'm just astounded. But businesses do this because they're trying to get you in the store. They offer massive, sometimes, discounts on a few items. Sometimes it's called a loss leader, where they're going to take a loss on this, but... They get you to come in, and so you'll look around. And of course, what happens, if you're like me, you go looking at something, and maybe you decide you don't really want that that much, and you walk out with something else, but somehow you manage to think you've still gotten a bargain. <laughs> well, I hate to say it, but churches often follow the similar approach. You know, it's hard to get people in um, into church to get them to fill your building. Or as one um, person who talks about the ecclesiastical industrial complex, it's hard to get people, or, i.e. new customers, or in the more even more cynical people, the giving units, into modern churches or outlets. So churches run discounts on discipleship to fill the rooms. Now, uh, it's not what you think, maybe. Uh, But the problem is, when you do this, you end up with people thinking and saying they're following Jesus, 
They really believe it. They think they've gotten a bargain. But they don't really even know what Jesus might expect out of them. They really don't. This discount discipleship is tempting because it is how we in our culture judge success. It's always to the right, up and to the right. We're always like looking at that graph. But it's not really God's idea of success. It's not growth in God and loving fruit, which is the, will be prove ourselves to be disciples. It's not even discipleship uh, that is really rooted in lots of people making professions of faith or salvation. It's not even uh, baptisms, because baptisms is, have been in a rapid decline for quite some time in churches across the country. But the measure has turned into how many customers or tenders you can get in the house. I think we have to look around and ask ourselves, for many of you that have been in church for years and years, good people, but if that's what the measure ultimately is, how is that really working? Are you really being, even if you go to a facility or to a service that's really full, are you growing? Are you more fruitful? How's that working? You know, the early disciples did so much with so little. I mean, they didn't have, they didn't have hardly any facilities. They had not much. And we have a lot. And we often do so little with so much. And you have to ask yourself why that is. And I think a lot of it has to do with discount discipleship. As you reflect on Jesus' clear expectations for disciples, you're going to discover you have not been at different times or maybe ever a real disciple. You will realize you want to be, but you are waiting. You haven't quite done it. You think, man, I'd like to do that, but that's for super saints or people that really want to get serious. I'm not ready to do that. I'm still looking around for some maybe better options in life or in religion. This is how it works. It's hard to face it. You may even realize that you're interested in being a real disciple, but you're waiting to a point in your life where maybe you won't have so much to lose. Maybe you're old. Or maybe it won't affect your career or your social life or, or your fun. In a way, you're kind of, without even maybe using that terminology, you're looking for a discount, a discount discipleship. And there are plenty of churches that will offer you one. How do you know if you have discount discipleship? Well, there's three things that will be characteristic. Number one, you're going to have a declaration in other words, that's usually always a part of it, where you claim you're going to follow Jesus or you claim you are following Jesus. You're going to have declaration without detachment. You say, what do you mean? Well, listen to what Jesus said. This man comes up to him and he volunteers us. He says, and verse 47 or 57 of Luke 9, as they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. 
Listen to Jesus. And Jesus said, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Jesus wasn't complaining. Jesus was declaring what it really took to be in his, to follow him. You can't, you have to have a detachment from the world. Discount discipleship will always offer low cost following. In fact, it may make you, it may, it may, it may offer you healthy, wealthy, powerful, claim it power. Discount discipleship will never demand detachment from what makes you comfortable or feel superior or safe. Discount discipleship will never, will never ask you to put yourself in socially um, unacceptable position, even with other religious people. You tend to end up going along to get along. Or you just don't get along because you feel like that's what you like to do. You know, some people really, that they, they kind of need drama. It can go either way. Discount discipleship can give... It, it calls you to be detached from the thing that you hang on to for your own sense of purpose and identity apart from him. But Jesus never, ever offers discount discipleship. He never does. But the second thing we're going to see, this discount discipleship will offer you not just declaration without detachment. Because I got news for you. There has to be a detachment from this world, a good, healthy detachment. The second thing it will always offer is devotion with an unlimited delay. There's no urgency in this. There's devotion with unlimited delay. Listen to this guy. Jesus calls him. This man, Jesus initiates. Verse 59, follow me. Same call he's been given everybody. But he said, Lord, permit me first to go bury my father. But he said, allow the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim everywhere the kingdom of God. Now, this sounds really harsh, but this man was not saying you know, my dad just passed away and I'm going to have a funeral for him next week and then I'll come. That wasn't it. He was, his dad was likely perfectly healthy. But he said, as a part of their culture, let me go live with my dad, you know, get things, wait until my dad, I fulfilled my obligations to my father, uh, maybe kept the farm, and then in a convenient time, I will come and follow you. Jesus says, no, you let the dead bury the dead. You get with it right now. It's right now. This call is for right now. You know, the time to obey God is not when it works out for you. It's now. You know, there's never a good time to do anything for God in this world. It's never a good time to have a Holy Spirit-led witness to somebody. There's never a good time to give. You can always justify it. There's never a good time to forgive you can always find another reason to hold on to your grudge and your resentments and wrap it in religion and claim it's all out of the most noble motivations, but it's really just resentment. There's never a good time to love in this world. There's always self that wants to jump in there. It's never a good time to do anything for God 
in this world. People say, well, when I get married, um, then I'll really start, I'll, I'll have gotten my wildness out, then I'll really start living for God. Or when my kids get older and get in school, then I'll have more time and I can really get serious about the Lord. Or when I retire, or when I'm out of college, or when the pandemic is over, <laughs> or when the church or the pastor or somebody else finally gets it together, then I'm really going to, I'm man, that is when I am going to, I am so full of love for everybody that um, I'm so devoted, but I have a unlimited delay. You know, Jesus never offers discount discipleship. He never says there is an unlimited delay for obeying him. Time to obey, like I said, is now. But discount discipleship also offers one last thing in this passage. It allows for a declaration without dedication and determination. You can profess being all Christian and being all all, you know, following Jesus. Here's another one. Another one said in verse 61, I'll follow you in the Lord. But first, that, first permit me to say goodbye to those at home. But Jesus said to him, no one after putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. You see, this man, he said, I will follow you. It was a declaration. But it was... There was no dedication or determination. He was more like, well, I want to keep my options open. That may be where you're at. Yeah, Jesus is fine. Going to church is fine. If I find a good enough church or pastor doesn't annoy me too much. But I'm going to keep my options open. This will keep the seats full in the average congregation. And it may even keep some of the activities fun. But Jesus never offers discount discipleship. You know, TFBC, Toledo First Baptist Church, has tried in small ways to um, like deal with this. All down through church history, people have tried to deal with this. I remember a number of years ago, for many of you remember this, we've been doing this for decades now, where when you do the church, um, the, um, church membership worksheet, some of you may have forgotten this, and some of you that no longer attend TFBC, you may, you may not even remember this, but when people um, become agree, they agree to these basic kind of expectations. I agree to be faithful in attendance and tithing, be teachable, to be available, to be hospitable, to be accountable, to order my life after the clear teaching of Scripture, to do my part, to protect the unity of spirit and the bond of peace. That's what people say. And of course, it goes on to say if you stop coming for long enough for a year, then you become you you are you are moved to an inactive status. And these are like just basic things that we agree on, but they really were designed to kind of as a not a legalism. And I realize that these kind of things different churches have can be legalism, but it's really just saying. I recognize that it takes determination and dedication to be part of a community. That's true that sometimes God leads people to other places and they need to do the same thing and they maybe have their own approach. 
and you know ours have probably been um, not as um, robust as they could be but discount discipleship is everywhere around us and even as we look at our own follow through on some of these things we can say I can say as your pastor or as, as a pastor our efforts have been inconsistent at times and weak but because our expectations when we laid out were nothing like the expectations of Jesus you know it's really the purpose of the church church um, membership worksheet was really this fill out give us your testimony tell us how you're baptized and then make up your mind make up your mind if this is your community where God wants you you feel that God has led you here is this where God really wants you to demonstrate that you're his disciples by the way we love you see um, when we have no real dedication to God's purpose we are not really following him remember what Jesus is doing he set his face he is he is on his way to Jerusalem he is heading for the cross to bring salvation to the world remember verse 51 when the days were approaching for his ascension he was determined to go to Jerusalem he determined he won't be distracted yet man we are I am maybe you are easily distracted we're let off the worries of this world this anxiety about everything going on around you the deceitfulness of riches the desire for other things choke out the, the word Jesus has already made it clear what dedication um, what dedication being a true disciple requires those things that we just talked about and what it doesn't look like Luke 9 23 he had said earlier in this chapter he's saying to them if anyone wishes to come after me he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me and whoever wishes to save his life will lose it whoever loses his life for my sake he is the one who will save it for what will what is a man profited if he gains the whole world and forfeits himself Jesus has already said what being a disciple looks like he said my father is glorified in this that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples it's love John 15 8 so you and I have to make up our minds what do you want to be how do you want to live and who you want to walk with who is it that you want to walk with what who is going to be that community around you who is going to be that church around you and you have to get focused or you won't do it you won't follow through you won't have the determination and dedication if you don't dedicate yourself you won't do it if you are not determined you won't do it value you know the hardest thing in life is getting from what we believe what we value to our priorities to where it becomes who we are and if you want discount discipleship we will try our best to not offer it we will do our best to call you to follow Jesus as he said and not necessarily as you feel we will do our best to expect you to be fruitful and to show you how to challenge how to challenge yourself to be healthy to have a healthy kind of detachment from this world and not get tangled up we will do our best to remind you of what devotion requires in timely obedience and we will do our best 
to expect you to follow through on your declarations and your covenants. If you don't want that full-cost discipleship, then, you know, I don't know what to say. I'm sure that there are many, um, many groups that don't care one way or the other. But for us, as your pastors and sometimes and hopefully longtime friends, it is love that calls us to help you to be what he wants you to be. You know, he doesn't necessarily want you to be what is easy. It is, it is worth noting that we are not told if any of these men that Jesus interacted with actually ended up following him. It's not clear whether you will actually follow him that are listening to this. And you know why? It's no guilt trip. It's just your decision. That is your decision and your decision alone. And I pray for you. And I will pray for you. But I also respect that. You, God respects your ability to choose. And I do too. You know, this message has some next steps. You might say, I'm trusting Christ as Lord and, and letting go of the things that hinder my obedience. I hope you will. You might say, I commit to stop delaying and, ob and obey what Jesus has said to do right now. And I dedicate myself to love God and his church. Pray for me. And we will pray for you. Now, this is not the only way that we can communicate. If you want to talk to me in person, you can indicate that in this next step part that you'll find at the bottom of the screen. Or you can um, contact us, go to our website and call us, and we'd be glad to talk to you. If you want to talk to me in person, I'm glad to make an appointment with you. If you want to come to one of our services, I'll try and chat with you after or between services. We want to be available to you. Thank you for listening to this message. God bless you.